I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. What's up, Geeky Dees? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is the show where two nerds sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson. And my name is Caitlin McKinnon. And clearly, you can tell we have changed positions. <laughs> Somebody has bounced back completely. I am 1.001% sick. It all came on to me. Jordan is... Overtired from working five straight in a row. He uh, hasn't been smoking. Good for him. So he is detoxing nicotine, which basically just means my body feels like it's on fire all the time. <laughs> and it's like, why would you ever quit smoking? When you stop smoking, you get a sore throat and a cough. Like, <laughs> seems, but seems counterintuitive. It lets you live longer. Apparently. I'm sure that ship has sailed by now. But <laughs> Anyway. Oh, uh, I love when we start the show with such positive messages. <laughs> Woo! Uh, and also, we're about to do... Th- Three in a row. It's going to be great. I'm super excited. Three. I mean, we talked about how I'm excited about everything. In a row. So I am, but I am pumped. Three consecutive episodes. It's already three on a Saturday. Caitlin is getting out of here at like nine. Nope. I'm, nope. I'm never going to sleep again. I got a plan. Jordan's going to go to sleep. It's going to be great. Oh, God. Well, if you want to know how any of our plans work through any of our other Jesus, what episode is this? 78? This is 77. 77? And of our other 76 episodes, 77, year of my birth. Um, you can do that on a couple ways. The primary methods are soundcloud.com slash geekdownpod if you give us a follow on there. Every time a new episode goes live, you will get a notification that it is up. Or if while you're there, you're like, man, I can't do this. No. This I can't is, I can't go to a thing. Going to things? That's so lame. That is the least interesting thing I could possibly do is go to a thing. I just yeah. want things to come to me. Yeah. Lucky for you, we have a way to do that because if once you're on SoundCloud, you will see a button with that familiar logo that's on probably at least one of your devices in your life. Tap that, takes you over to Apple Podcasts. Not said, iTunes. Almost said iTunes because I'm tired and groggy. While you're there, click subscribe and that is it. All of a sudden... There's a there's a chime in the air. You will hear a jingle jangle. And Chauncey. Know, rainbow streaks across the yeah. sky. And a man who never gets sick. Chauncey. Chauncey Frostilicus III. Sir Chauncey Frostilicus III. Maybe you can, can... Can we summon him now? Can you like scoot through here and like sprinkle some of that frost? No. Through the Polly Pocket? No, no, he's busy. Of course you would know that. Yeah, because we text. Fucking... I hate you both. <laughs> Chauncey will deliver you fresh, piping hot episodes of The Geek Down. No effort from you. You just wake up, there they are. Yeah. All you have to do. Or, if you don't want to do any of that, listen, if you listen to podcasts, we're there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All of those other places. If that- we're not there, let us know. Yeah. And we will look at, into fixing it. You know, you can let us know on Twitter. Yes. And that we are at Geek Down Pod. <laughs> she didn't know I was going to throw to her. She, had to, she took the long way yeah, around yeah, to I it. Just, I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you can email us. At uh, Gmail. Um, which our Gmail is geekdownpod at gmail.com. Woo. 
<laughs> or you can leave us a message on our Facebook group, which is at www.facebook.com forward slash geekdampod. 70 episodes. She's got that one down. <laughs> she got that one down. Everything else. Hey, it's going to take some time. Little, little, little hey, extra. I'm still writing out the intro. <laughs> okay? So, get, cut me some slack. <laughs> I've been sick for a month. Just, <laughs> just healed. You know what's almost as good as being healthy again, Caitlin? What? You know when you're like walking down the street? Mm-hmm. Just mind your own business. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're on your way to on your way into work, get a coffee or something. You glance down at your feet because you'll have a little self-esteem and you don't like to look at passerby. Oh yeah, no. When you're going yeah. by, yeah. And you see it, you see it in the road, little yellowish shine. It's you could almost say a, a gleam of sorts. <laughs> a gleam, a gleam on the pavement, and you say to yourself, "Holy fuck! I just found a dollar." I would be. Even though I am just constantly excited, I would be even more excited. Just makes your day. You know what makes our day? When dollars from listeners end up in our email. I know. And people will just do that because they like to support us. They like to support the work that they do. They, they appreciate all that we provide them. They love what we do. And they want to say, you know what? Thanks. Thanks, guys. And you can learn how you can do that at patreon.com slash geekdownpod. Like our new friend, Amy Clark, did. <laughs> Thank you, Amy Clark. You, you, know, you know what Amy Clark deserves? What does Amy Clark deserve? You know what the first new Patreon donation in a while deserves? What? <gasps> That's right. He has downloaded another app oh, just man. for you, Amy Clark. This is the one, Amy. All for you. All the sound effects for you. Yeah. There's an elephant in there? Hell yeah, there is. Oh my God. Don't Can't let you all have it. Gotta save some. But that's not all the sounds I have. So Amy... Chose to donate $5 a month. That's amazing. That's like finding five loonies in the road. I I found a $5 bill in the street. (laughs) Nothing will ruin your day if you find $5 in the street. We are simple people. $5 we didn't have before that we didn't have to work for. And technically we work for this, but it's not really work. We just kind of sit around and act like idiots and you people seem to (laughs) have fun with it. So um, you people meaning listeners. Yeah. So uh, when you pledge five dollars a month you get access to the patron feed you get your shout out and you also get access to the patron feed which is where you get show notes uh previews for new episodes uh the geek down playlist every week and the the insane essay i've been taking to writing about (laughs) it every week it's coming you'll have it by now it's done as we're recording on saturday but as previously established i'm kind of dying so if i don't feel like looking into a monitor for another 20 minutes to get this up it's coming it's done and 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 guitars 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 all the guitars people are alarmed by the guitars so jordan you listened you, you made a playlist of music with guitars they probably thought it was me at first <laughs> they, and then saw the giant essay will. yes <laughs> explanation about like what are guitars doing here no they heard the last song and then they're like all right this is jordan um so yes you get access to all that and we are trying to figure out if there is a way for like bonus episodes to trickle down Yes. After a month. I mean, just try that. I mean, just take the first one and like uh, re reset the access to it from the first bonus episode. Um, so that $5 patrons, $10 patrons, they pay for the privilege. They yeah. should get it first. We'll be, we'll be recording one today. So you look forward to that probably on Friday. Uh, $10 patrons. But $5 patrons, you can probably get all the ones before that. Uh, those will probably trickle down in the next week or so. If I can figure out how to do it. If you see episode four, just don't listen to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do us a solid. Be nice. And let us know. Uh, yeah. So thanks, Amy. Thank you. We appreciate that. We really appreciate it. It's amazing. Um, so what are you doing with all your 
newfound health? Um, doing grown-up stuff. Ew. I know. It's the Why? worst. Why? Because... Why? I have to. Why? Because I'm a grown-up. Why? Because I've aged to a certain point where I can't deny it anymore. Hello. Uh, yeah, but we are different people. <laughs> Older than you. Yeah, response. I'm, oh, but then there's the whole thing about me wanting to have a baby. Ew. I know. Ew. I love babies, though. Ew. I had a dream that Chris got me a uh, borrowed baby because he knew babies <laughs> made me feel better, and I was having a really bad week last is it just week. Like a ba- is it just like a baby cafe you can go to? Well, I, God, I wish. Um, no, but in my dream, he just I rolled over, and he was like, hey, I got this baby for you to hold. And I was like, where did you get this baby from? And he was like, oh, there's like a baby rental place where parents <laughs> are like, hey, you can take our baby for like the afternoon or the morning or whatever. And he like, I got to meet the parents later. Um, And it sounded like he stole the baby. Um, And I held the baby and it made me super happy. And then I woke up and had to do grown up stuff. It was lame. Yeah. Like not have a baby. What? Uh, Like your grown up stuff did not involve having a baby. No, 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 I'm not there yet. Um, But I do like holding babies. I actually got to hold a baby a couple weekends ago and it's basically all I've talked about. I guess the podcast is over once you have a baby, huh? Maybe the baby will be part of the podcast. (laughs) It'll be like junior correspondent. (laughs) (laughs) And now Caitlin's baby with a report from the field. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. That was Caitlin's baby. See, I think this is, I think that'd be great. I'll work it out. Geekdown gonna live forever. <laughs> I did post on Twitter. I mentioned that we <laughs> we were recording three back to back today. So I uh, hope y'all like the Geekdown friends. Uh, I saw R.I.P. Murder each yeah. other. <laughs> yeah, no, I I saw that. As I say, I I kind of hang out at the periphery of Twitter and we'll like check in every time there's something funny or you post something. I avoid no. Twitter on Saturdays because that's when the new episode of My Hero Academia goes live, and I don't need the. Spoiling it? I don't, I don't need the back of go see to come flowing at me. Whatever stupidity he did that day <laughs> that people are forgiving. Reprehensible behavior people are ignoring. <laughs> oh, <sighs> good times. I did nothing. I went to... <laughs> I made my return to uh, Yondala, the Tibetan dental cleaning angel yep. over in Liberty Village. She scraped the other half of my fucking face apart. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you asking me what to watch on the TV? I don't care. I'm going to flick the channels until it's time for you to start scraping my skull apart, and then I don't care. I really have no opinions on the Haunted Mansion starring Eddie Murphy on delay. It was just there when <laughs> it was just there when we had to get to work. Um, uh, how was it? Haunted, the, haunted, the haunted Mansion. Yeah. Getting my face scraped apart. Haunted Mansion. I've never seen it. Uh, it wasn't very good. Oh, okay. as far as I could tell. Right. Also, what's with the loot bags? Like I've just presented at the Oscars. Oh, I dentist love the dentist office. loot bag because they, they know that you're not taking care of your fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, here, please, God. They gave me a whitening kit. Ooh. Like two syringes and <gasps> shit. And she's like, don't use it for like six weeks, though, because after you come back, I gotta go back in six weeks and they're gonna like okay. make sure I'm not like, you know, riddled with disease in my mouth or something. Great. Um, hey, at least they're checking up on you. And then, okay, so yeah, the floss, the toothpaste, the toothbrush, mm-hmm. but like in a mesh bag yeah. that was then in a branded. Like Plastic reusable bag. tote bag. Oh, oh like a tote? Right there. You can see it right there. Oh, my God. Yeah, Por- Por- fancy. Portrait Dental, Liberty Village. Y'all are, you're, a, oh. you're a little extra. Maybe. Little... I think that's nice. <laughs> Maybe they were just extra for you. Because <laughs> like, you needed extra he's attention. He's so pitiful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's just help him out. Uh, yeah, <sighs> so that was it. <laughs> 
And they're like, okay, so did you want to schedule your, you know, like $1,200 root canal right now? And I'm like, I will call you. <laughs> it's the kind of call you where you give them like a fake number. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, I'll call you. You try getting uh, to me at, <laughs> I just leave the Empire Carpet number. <laughs> yeah. You can get me at uh, 800-588-3200. <laughs> or duct cleaning. Yeah. I always get the duct cleaning people. Uh, so yeah. So I'm technically done with the dentist. Kind of. Kind of. No one's ever really done. But I mean, it's, it's nothing like, apparently I have fillings I need to get done, but they weren't even talking about that. Anyway, we don't need to get into dental talk, but like, <laughs> I have, well, that's what else they gave me. Some little like wire brush because I have gaps in my teeth now. Yeah. Just from like, you know, shit moves as you age. Yeah. Um, and they have this little like wire brush that you like stick between the gaps in your teeth. It's like burlier than floss, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I, I know. I know. I know, I know this was a thing. I got. I still have the bar on the back of my teeth, so I know all about that stuff. Yondala gave me all them shits too. Thank you, Yondala, for Bless looking you, out Yondala. for him. I felt awkward. I was going to try and do it, get her to do it for the gram, but oh, you can just go back and be like, "Hey, you might might remember me." <laughs> be like, "Yo, Yondala here." <laughs> I want to take a photo on Instagram, stunting with my now not nasty teeth. Ah, uh, so, being a so, grown up is weird. So, ladies, open for business. <laughs> Let me know how it's going in there. <laughs> All the dental hygienists will hit you up. <laughs> <laughs> let me know. Let me know if it tastes like a rotting dog carcass in there now. That's really gross. Life is gross. It's true. It's true. <sighs> you know what's not gross? Is this news related? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know how to tie this in. But <laughs> in the strictest of terms, it's not gross. So I'm presuming it's not gross. Unless you, it is gross in the kind of gross that's large and it, like, you know, like gross domestic product, you know. <laughs> Actually, funny enough, our GDP, <laughs> GDP is the same initials as our podcast. We should start calling it oh the my God, GDP. It is. it is. It's also the same as popular pornography distributor Girls Do Porn. I, I didn't know that was a thing. It is. And when you... <laughs> When you partake in the tube site, sometimes they always change the uh, they change the names because uh-huh. they don't want the you know copyright owners to flag yeah. it. So yes, you will see gross domestic product episode whatever. Uh, you'll also see Guatemala, Denmark, <laughs> Peru. You <laughs> see that one a lot. Okay. They just want to get the GDP in there. Oh my god, no! People don't start using Geek Down Podcast <laughs> no, to ID don't. your porn videos. Please don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. No, my parents would be alarmed. <laughs> Um, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to talk about news. Do it. Good news. Exciting yeah. news. Yeah. So, there is a Star Wars character named Thrawn. Probably heard oh, about God. Thrawn. <laughs> Fucking Thrawn. What? A guy I work with is obsessed with Thrawn, and we, like, make okay. fun of him all the time. When that last, when that last Thrawn by Timothy Zahn novel came out, yeah, he I'm... was mad excited about that. This is not the first time. I knew Thrawn, because it's not the first time you brought him up before. No, I, I know, I know. I, I have brought him up before. Uh, I have that in my notes. <laughs> I remember the last time I brought him up? So, the last time I brought him up, okay, I'm going to go back to the beginning for those who don't know. So, Thrawn was a character in Thrawn. the old Star Wars extended universe. So, before they relaunched it with the new movies and Disney got a hold of it, there was this huge extended universe. And when she says extended universe, she's talking about stuff that wasn't like the movies you saw in the theater. Yeah. That's it, including novels, comics. Yes. The odd TV show. Like, everything that was not an episode, meaning everything from initially Phantom Menace to Return of the Jedi... That was considered yeah. expanded universe, and then when George sold it to Disney, 
they Disney re- got out the dustpan and was like, "Shoot, yeah. we got to clean this up." And Thrawn was part of the old universe. Well, Disney made a really smart decision, and they decided to bring Thrawn back in the new universe. Now he's in Rebels. He, in Rebels, the the Star Wars animated show um, that I've been watching and has been amazing, um, which is set after, or sorry, just before A New Hope. Just before A New Hope. Just before A New Hope. Um, and oh, right. uh, yeah, Darth Vader's in it. Yeah, and Thrawn has been a very important part of Rebels in the later seasons, uh, which was awesome. Um, senior cor- correspondent has always loved Thrawn. It's one of his favorite characters. And Senior Correspondent read the book, actually. The latest one. The latest one that just came out by Timothy Zahn. What? Why do you keep on laughing? Timothy Zahn wrote a book about Thrawn. Anyways. um, Well, now there's kind of better, even more exciting good news, which is that Marvel is going to make a comic miniseries, which is kind of awesome for anyone who's a big fan of Thrawn. Um, it's going to be written by Jody Hauser, who's also adapted Rogue One into a comic this year for Marvel. And I'm kind of like, that's awesome. Thrawn. <laughs> Did you Thrawn like Shaft? I, I feel like we were doing. <laughs> I feel like we were doing that at work one night, just because making fun, making fun of Thrawn to the dude at work who was like really into him, like really pisses him off. Thrawn. He's a complicated man. <laughs> no one understands him because he's a master tactician. Actually, Thrawn. Except that for is, his, that except is for correct. his best friend. Thrawn is the best friend? Yeah. Who's Thrawn's best friend? I can't remember the name. No, it's not John Thrawn. Sean? Written by, <laughs> by Zahn. Tron? <laughs> no. No. It, uh, apparently the book was incredibly well written and Senior Correspondent got it through it like super fast and even surprised himself with like, kept on popping in to tell me cool things. <laughs> what did you going to say? He was so excited he was popping and locking. <laughs> He's like, oh man. Bob and Lockett. Thrawn's plans are totally coming to fruition. (laughs) No, that did not happen. That's unfortunate. Though now I may make him do that. (laughs) If you have something exciting to tell me about Star Wars, you need to pop and lock while you do it. Anyway, so I am excited about that because I have really enjoyed Thrawn in Rebels. I was unfamiliar with the character who is a Chiss. Um, and yeah, it's exciting. What? What? I feel like Thrawn is one of these characters that is very popular among Spectrum Adjace kids. Uh, possibly. That whole hyper-intelligent, coldly rational, give me facts, no emotions type of thing. That's basically his I, jam, right? Like, uh, yes. Well, he's, he, got a, he's got a best friend, apparently, but... And well, he, yes, he has a best friend, and but he at the same time, the best friend is part of a bigger plan. He's using his friend, kind of not using in Thrawn. a in a bad way, but definitely he uses everyone. That's his that that's his jam. It's what good are you to me? But that's kind of a chiss thing. Man, come on, Thrawn. It's kind of a chiss thing. It's a chiss thing. You wouldn't. It's a chiss thing. Oh my gosh! I should get a shirt and just say it's a chiss thing. <gasps> yes. Leaving so, money on the board. Yeah. Leaving money on the table. Well, do you have anything else, or do you? Do you? <laughs> I was very. Listen. Aside from being, you know, sick and feeling like I'm on fire, yeah. and that like I'm supposed to go get Fritos tomorrow. 
What are Fritos? Foritos. Oh, what are Foritos? Oh, pho? You know, the sushi burrito took over Toronto what? a few months ago? Huh? The sushi burrito. I have no idea what you're talking you about. take like sushi, like you can't basically, this is like you make a giant sushi roll. Oh, it's just like a sushi bowl. It's, but it's like you roll it and it becomes in like a yeah. burrito form. This is the pho-rito, where it's basically like pho. Yeah. But what do they wrap it in? What a, do they wrap it in? I don't know, seaweed or... Uh, is there seaweed in pho usually? Uh, I don't think uh, so. Anyways. Yeah, I'm supposed to go for faritas tomorrow. Um, you can tell us about that experience. <laughs> I, I will next week. You'll hear about it next month because we're recording yeah. like 15 episodes today. <laughs> um, but uh, adding to my general sense of just like overwhelmedness is Comic Con is happening as we speak, yes. as we record this. I have the tiniest bit of Comic Con news. So I mean, I have a bunch of like rapid fire stuff that I saw. Um, that I can just hit you with, and you can hit, comment hit on me. if you want. Hit me. Uh, things I saw, uh, there was a new Defenders trailer. I did not see that. Um, seems alarmingly Iron Fist heavy. Oh, seems no. Seems to have a lot to do. Seems to have a lot to do. Seems to have a lot of comments on things. No. Um, Jessica Jones is still delightful. Of course she is. She's the best. Like shotgun a beer on the subway between Murdoch and Cage. <laughs> That's pretty dope. Um, they also make fun of Iron Fist. Good. In the trailer, which is enjoyable. I'll show it to you when we take the break. What else? Iron Fist has had a season two announced. Ugh. Meh. Really? Seriously? A season two of Iron Fist and not of Jessica Jones? Did That's got to be... They announced that though, right? Oh, maybe they did. Is that already happening? I don't know. I don't know. Don't don't at me. Um, Robert Kirkman alluded to the fact that The Walking Dead has a finish. Oh. He knows how it ends. Ooh. And he's closer to it. He didn't say like, it's ending on this day. But it's closer to it than it is away from it. Ooh. He knows how it's how it's heading and how it's going to end, and he knows what he needs to do to get there. Again, didn't give a date, but it's the first time we've heard any mention that like, ooh, the ooh. Walking Dead is going to end. Um, oh, uh, back to Defenders. I O Nine liked the first step. They gave a they gave a spoiler free sort of review of it. Awesome. Um, I guess they showed it at Comic Con. I guess it drops on August eighteenth. I think. Um, I O Nine was feeling it. Really liked it. Awesome. Said it's super great. Um. Saga pretty much swept the Eisner Awards last night. Got Brian K. Vaughn won writer. It won, Saga won best series. Fiona Staples won best artist and cover artist. So, Amazing. Yeah. If you're not reading Saga, do something with your life. It's it, yeah. Um, I think it's for me. It's the greatest comic book of all time. I'm sorry. I would. I don't think you're wrong. Okay, good. Because sometimes I say things and it's just because how I feel about it and people are like, you're wrong. And I'm like, shut up. Uh, other things that are floating around, if you care, Darkwing Duck is apparently coming in the new DuckTales show. I'm making a face. That's the correct face. Yes. Listen, some of y'all have like a really like fart. Like DuckTales cool. Like I like the cast. DuckTales. I like the vibe they're going with. Like the kind of old school Carl Barks vibe they're going mm-hmm. with the with the aesthetic. Um, but some of y'all like live and breathe DuckTales. Like from the show to that game that came out in the eight, the nineties to like everything, and just the announcement of Nerdist was like, "Oh, the news that Darkwing Duck was going to be in Ducktales like sent a hurricane went through Comic Con like a hurricane." I'm like, "Word." <laughs> um, what else? There's going to be a One Piece live action show yeah. by the same people who are doing the Cowboy Bebop show. So I mean, uh, already not good. Mm, <laughs> not a good idea for anybody involved. Uh, um, we saw all of the new Young Justice cast. We saw some <gasps> some art of them. Oh my gosh. I'll show you that on break later as well. Or do so you just ex- want to pause now and comment now? No, it's okay. okay. I'll wait. Um, Static's going to be in it. Didn't know that. Did he show up in second season? I think he Static did. It? And there's a new character called 13. Is it um, a girl? Yeah, I believe so. Yes. 
Um, More ladies. And I don't recall. Her her name is 13, but, you know, people have, people who have followed Young Justice more closely in the comics over the years, or like the Titans, uh, were kind of quick to ID her. Um, And lastly, kind of most interesting, uh, Ed Piscor of Hip Hop Family Tree Mm -hmm. is going to tell 30 years of X-Men history in six issues. Apparently a while back, he <laughs> tweeted something at Marvel about this, basically saying, I can yeah. do that. It's like, hey, Marvel, if you ever want that, I can do this. It's going to be called X-Men Grand Design. He is writing and illustrating it. It looks to have some of the same elements, aesthetic. That's the second time I've said that word. John Caramonica just got a stomachache. <laughs> um, oh. With the Ben, uh, they're, not, they're not Benoit balls, the Ben, the ben, the ben Day dots. <laughs> Is that what they're called? The halftone printing type yeah. of thing that he does on hip hop, hip hop family tree. Yeah, so that's exciting. That this is, is the exciting. type. Of, this is the type of shit that, like, when I was like every week at the comic store. Yeah. Marvel was just coming out of bankruptcy, so they were trying like everything. This mm-hmm. is how you got Garth Ennis writing. Like, this is how you got the people from Preacher doing a Punisher book. Yeah. This is how you got Grant Morrison doing the X Men. Like, they were just like, "Fuck it, do do everything." Yeah, Mark Miller, Mister Wanted, who I hate, but he was doing like a Spider Man book. So I mean. He can't rape because it's Spider-Man. Um, and there were a lot of like strangely like indie books like Peter Bag and you know, Evan Dorkin, the guy from Milk and Cheese, like people like that doing these weird kind of Marvel projects. And this is very reminiscent of that. So I'm happy to see it. Happy to see that coming about. It's you got to You got to innovate. Um, there's also some rumor that like the Gambit movie is pivoting tone in light of Deadpool and Logan's success. Ugh. Again, who asked for a Gambit movie? If it doesn't have Rogue in it, I don't care. I don't care. And really, I just want a Rogue movie. Yeah, just make that. Gambit is like the third eye blind of the X-Men. It's like that X-Men that like <laughs> dropped and was kind of popular when like a certain demo was like right at the age where that was going to hit. It was 90s. Um, it should have hit me, really. I think I was maybe too old. I think Gambit is popular because of the, it's the TV show. He was popular in the comics. He blew the fuck up in the comics. Really? Early. Yeah. See, this is the kind of history I don't know. I still haven't read Marvel, the history, so I don't know. I mean, he was in he was in the cartoon because he was blown up in the comics. He was a new character. See, I my comics knowledge starts with X-Men, the animated series, and Gambit was one of my favorite characters. I'm pretty sure every other character, yeah, on that team, like, could date back to the 70s. Gambit yeah. dated back to the 90s. Like, Cool. He was, yeah, there was some weird thing where Storm got turned into a kid, and she was, like, running through Egypt or something. You can see why, like, my tolerance for the X-Men was very low at the time. <laughs> I was like, man, Spider-Man just want to pay his bills. I don't know what's going on here. It's, like, <laughs> aboriginal people, and they're teleporting, and they're in Australia. I don't know what the hell's happening. I like the whole idea of, like, charging cards and throwing them, and they explode, but... And then there were those fucking aliens and, like, thieves guilds and whatever, and... Yeah. The th- okay, anyway. yeah. Even that in the cartoon was weird. <laughs> oh, they got, they got to that? Oh, yeah, they did. You know me and the X-Men and aliens. Every time I'm like, why the fuck are you in space? You don't need um, to go to space. Aliens? Dinosaur Island, anyone? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Fuck, what was it called? Savage Land. That's what it was called. Yeah, it was stupid. <laughs> I like Dinosaur Island better. That's actually a thing from, uh, from D&D. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. My God, are we going to go to Dinosaur Island in the bonus app? I don't know. Maybe one day. Okay. Um, so, yeah. I mean, that's just a few of the things that I saw kicking around Comic-Con. There will be more. Of course. We just probably won't be able to. Like, it's mid-Saturday. Like, yeah. shit is still... Dropping. Shit is still dropping all over the place. I'm sure from 
in the half hour since we started recording this, there have been a million stories that oh, I know nothing about. Absolutely. Um, I do have one, my only Comic-Con bit of news. Thinking, speaking of things that have dropped, um, Inhumans, a new trailer dropped, a Comic-Con uh-huh. trailer. It was way better than the first one. Was it? Yeah. It wasn't still... Like, what I want them to do, basically, is make a Legion Inhumans. Like, do something different mm. with Inhumans. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. It looks... You want you want it weirder than what they're giving. I want it way weirder. I want it weirder and new and different. I don't want just another, like, Fox CW superhero show, yeah. right? So... But Lockjaw. Lockjaw. Amazing. Uh, still doesn't look um, amazing. Like, <laughs> he looks kind of silly, but... Lockjaw. Um, but they did a much better uh, better job with this trailer, and Medusa's hair looks a lot better. <laughs> That's good. That was a primary concern of yours. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it still looks weird, but and better. Anyways, yeah. So that's it. Because we said we want to do updates at the front of the show, and yeah. then we forgot, and we started doing them at the end of the show again. Did we? Yeah. Oh, I just got that. I have a couple things I want to mention. Uh, Stretch and Bob, Stretch and Bobito, oh, yeah. their podcast that they announced a while back. Yeah. I don't think I ever mentioned that on the show, but Stretch and Bob. Carrying the momentum from the success of the documentary that we talked about on the show way back, Radio That Changed Lives. Um, recap, Stretch and Bob were these New York college DJs who had a show in the middle of the night on like Saturdays at Columbia University in New York. And basically, it was the 90s. It was New York. It was hip hop. Oh, so yeah. So everybody who couldn't get on regular radio went to Stretch and Bob. Um, and there was a lot of So people. they basically debuted. There's a 90s rapper you like from New York. They got their start on Stretch and Bob. And they've done things here and there uh, over the years together and apart, and now they are doing a podcast through NPR. And it's called What's Good. And they are out the gate early. The first guest is Dave Chappelle. Oh, Jesus. Dave Chappelle and Donnell Rawlings, who uh, played Ashy Larry and a bunch of other supporting characters on Chappelle's show back in the day. They were the first two guests, uh, kind of plugging the... uh, the uh not madison square garden radio city music hall shows mm-hmm. cool that dave is doing through the month of august which are basically like these curated festivals it's not just dave it's dave and a couple other comedians and musical acts donald glover's gonna be at one amazing uh, just doing music they're saying he's childish gambino but like badu erica badu the roots all the people you would expect him to have there are gonna be there and uh <laughs> probably the best moment it was near the end of the show they were doing this thing where they were um, just kind of like, like, what's your impression of something? Right. And they played like a song. And it was uh, it was like a remix of uh, On and On by Erica Badu, I think. Okay. And they both started talking about the first time they met her. And for Donnell, it was uh, the coffee shop scene in maybe DC. Um, Badu's from Texas originally, I think. But they either met in New York or DC. I don't remember. But it was, like, at the coffee shop scene. Like, that's where you could, like, okay. get up and get some time in. Right. On a mic. And Donnell is basically mentioning he talked to her. He met her, like, just before she showed up in, like, a D'Angelo video or, like, on and on dropped. Like, or her first album came out. Like, he just met her before then. Right. And it's basically making some comments that, like, he would have liked to have uh, gotten nowhere better. Right. Much better. Uh-huh. Little, little, you know, locker room talk type of thing. He wasn't super explicit, but he right. was just, you know, they were just making jokes about it. And then all of a sudden you hear Badu's voice. She's been on, <laughs> she's <gasps> been on the line listening to this. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty funny. 
Um, what did she say? Oh, she <laughs> she don't care. Um, <laughs> she made the crack about she. These shows are going to be great. She's really excited. Dave got uh, all rappers she hasn't already had kids. With. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, it's a short list, and I'm glad he found them all. <laughs> like, bah, dude, you fucking funny. Um, I don't know who else they're going to have coming up, but I know they said Stevie Wonder is going to be on an episode. Like, they've got some crazy-ass guests that they're going to have on this show. That's super cool. So that's called What's Good with Stretch and Bob. If you, anywhere you find our podcast, you can find that if you're interested. Um, As well, I checked in on Welcome to the Ballroom again. Yeah. Welcome to the Ballroom. Why did you have to lead with a boob jiggle? And then do the, like, here, you can borrow their old practice pants. Cool. You storm down to the change room, bust it open, and best girl's there in her underwear getting changed, and you get a nosebleed. You're better than this. Welcome to the ballroom. You don't need to do this. You do not need to do this. Also, even for me, the giraffe necks are getting a little weird. (laughs) (laughs) They real long. Um, As well, one last thing. It's unfortunately sad news, but hey, that's just kind of what we do. Yeah. (laughs) Sad news. Uh, We would be remiss if we did not mention um, two passings that happened recently. I totally forgot... To mention, speaking of Stretch and Bob and people who got their start on their show, uh, the passing of Prodigy from Mob Deep. Yeah. Um, at fucking age 42, I believe. Complications from sickle cell anemia. Prodigy and Mob Deep was one of these acts that I, like, you know, totally missed because I wasn't, like, as we know, my history with rap, I was all about it up until the 90s. And then when, like, Puff and Dre and, like, West Coast and all the idiots on my bus were like yeah we don't love them hoes i'm like fuck rap and i'm out and i missed a lot and had to go back later and relearn my rap so i did not hear shook ones or any of the infamous mob deep for like years after the fact and this death has really affected a lot of people one because he's young two because it wasn't like violence it was just like health and two mob deep was a really interesting group prodigy especially because he had no problem like admitting his weakness while never losing his hardness like his edge yeah well this is a guy who rapped once uh, rock you in the face stab your brain with your nose bone nice <laughs> that was a line in a song he was 19 when he wrote that yeah um but on that same album there's a song called drink away the pain which is basically like i can't deal with this so i'm just gonna get drunk yeah. type of thing people weren't really talking about that um and his whole gimmick was just kind of like, he took one of the biggest L's in rap beef history when he got into it with, I don't even know why Jay went at him at the first place, but Prodigy took, as the story goes, Prodigy, this is when Jay went at both Mob Deep and Nas, like on You're the same song. Jay-Z? Yes. Okay. In the song called The Takeover. And he announced this by performing the song for the first time at Summer Jam, which is the big hip hop concert sponsored by Hot 97 in New York. Mm-hmm. And he did the song for the first time. Um, and he dropped some line about like, He's never mentions Prodigy by name. He mentions Nas by name, but he's like, you was a ballerina. I got the pictures. I seen you. And on the screen shows a picture of like eight year old Prodigy, like in a leotard. Aww. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, at like dance classes or whatever that his mom had him in. For 90s, early aughts rap, it's harder, hard to take a bigger L than that. But Prodigy didn't care. Yeah. He survived it. That's amazing <laughs> that you could survive an L like that and still have a career. He was like, well, what am I do? Do you want to explain L? Loss. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I get, am I getting too real? You're getting too, getting too real. real I'm like, speak? I don't know what he's talking about. Take the L. We're going to get real, really real after the break. So talk about the thing I brought Caitlin. And then we're going to get not real at all when we talk about the thing. 
You she guys don't. You guys aren't even prepared. I don't think Caitlin's prepared, but that comes after the break. Before with the break, one last mention: um, Chester Bennington, yes, of Lincoln Park, which is so weird because it was such a big part of my. Of I was my about school. to ask you that. We're, like Lincoln Park, I was kind of on the edge of. Like I had my reflirtation with rock, where I was really into it. Kind of. This is so embarrassing. Around the corn Deftones. That was Limp Biscuit era. That was my so junior high mm. before right before high school I went to Ozfest. Front row. Nice. Chester Bennington pointed at me. Nice. Yeah. Um and yeah, they were a big headliner there. Um I saw who else? God, there's so many people there. Ozfest, yeah, fucking everybody. Ozzy, obviously. It, yeah, it was it was Probably amazing. Probably Black Label Society and they always played too. Um yeah, it was it was so amazing. And then in high school, were they just out? Like, was it first album or second yeah, I album? Think it was first album because in high school they were still really big. And I ended up going to a concert in high school, mm. like a Lincoln Park concert. Um, they were big for a while. They, were they took a long ass time between albums, and then yeah. when they dropped, it was like, yeah. So yeah, it was. I, I didn't, of course, I didn't continue listening to their music because it was very of that time. Of the time yeah. Um, but yeah, when I was into them i listened to them every single day for who knows how many hours i don't so. even think it was it wasn't after i heard that he passed but i randomly on spotify went and found um they had this remix album that came out after their first album you know that was always that was always the way you could sometimes yes. keep the momentum kind of going between album cycles the, and they did that jc they did that mashup album yeah, yeah which was actually kind of dope um it's like the only jay-z thing you can find on spotify because <laughs> he ganked all his music off take it to title but no, they had a remix of, in the end, and you know, everybody knows the Telltale piano riff. They like chopped it up mm-hmm. to this like funkier, yeah. like way funkier and more hip hop. For some reason, I was just like, is that on Spotify? I haven't listened to that in like 10 years. And, like I went and listened to it. And yeah. I was like, that was cool. I don't need to listen to it again. <laughs> and then like two days later, it's like my Facebook feed's blowing up about Chester Bennington hanging himself yeah. at the age of 41. And it's weird to say it's a relief when you're pushing 40, when you read about celebrity deaths at that age. It's like, ooh, please be like drug addicted <laughs> or have some <laughs> oh, not thing have or be suicide, not just like just, yeah. just like, not just like drop dead, yeah, of a heart attack. Um, but yeah, very sad. I don't want to speculate. People have speculated some things relating to Chris Cornell's passing and what that, how that affected him as well. And like, they just had an album come out. He was just doing the yeah the promo circuit uh, like in the last two weeks, but. Anyway, rest in peace, Prodigy. Rest in peace, Chester Bennington. May you have uh, you found the peace you needed. And may you not be suffering anymore. I guess that's about all you can say about that. And, and this, I always find this really important when people talk about this. If you are having issues... Yes, absolutely. There are a million places for you to reach out to. Uh, just some of them in Canada. Uh, the kids' helpline, help phone rather, is 1-800-668-6868. As well, in Ontario, uh, the Ontario Mental Health Helpline is 1-866-531-2600. So please reach out because people really do want to help. Yes. Or you can go to um, even like the Bell Let's Talk uh, service in Canada can link you up with more resources if you need them. And please, if you need them, if you need the help, get it. Yeah. Well, well. on that somber note. We're going to take a break here. When we come back, we're going to talk about the things Kate and I brought each other. It'll be an exciting time. It's going to be something.
Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the show. This is the part of the show where Jordan and I talk about the things we brought each other. But first, before we get into that, we've got some rules. All the rules. Actually, three of them. The first one being the rule of three, which is if we give something to each other that's in episodes or parts or psilocycles or epicycles or bicycles, Uh um, we will watch three of them. So that the thing can sort of become the thing it's going to be. Or in this case, listen to them. Yes. However, I tell you right now. However. I listen to two. Yes. So I didn't realize what I had given Jordan was quite so long. I had forgotten, which is now glorious to me, but um, it, it's an hour and a half. So I told him, was it two hours? It is two hours oh, per episode. Shit. So I told him, um, here, I've given you some episodes. Maybe what? like listen to two of them but i did if you have time and get into it at work then listen to three of them he did not which is totally fine i'm sorry i didn't realize it was quite two hours uh i apologize um my co-workers were loving it <laughs> oh dear and yes and the thing uh that he gave me i did listen to three so we're good to go there um the second episode is hashtag save it for the pod yeah. So Jordan and I have not talked about the things we brought each other until we started when we sat here talking about it. Torturous. Yes. Torturous. Because the last thing you want is to open your box of Geek Down looking for piping hot fresh takes. And they're yeah. stale. Yeah. They're crusty. Someone, they someone. Flake and somebody took a bite out of one yeah, and, and left some, it. And left it and they, and they also didn't seal it properly. And the only take left is the duchy. Ugh. Nobody wants the duchy take. Or the take. plain. Oh, who would even buy a plain take? Why do they do that? So we want to give you piping hot takes that are fresh and juicy and really warm. Really, it's a Krispy Kreme. We're just talking about a Krispy Kreme. Slathered in take frosting. Yes. Um, So that's why we do we do the second rule. The third is not really a rule. It's more of a policy, which is there will be spoilers. There will be spoilers. One thing Uh, thing I brought Kate kind of think she brought me. I don't know how it's it's. Possible it's to impossible spoil it. To spoil it's been it. going for forty years. Like, yeah, I don't know how you, you can't spoil it. So how you do it. I can yeah. tell you so what songs really Wilco just... played, but that's like it. Yeah. Like, you should just hang around. That's what you should do. Just hang. Should just hang. Try it for once. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, there's going to be some larfs. It's going to be going to be interesting. Uh, yeah. So Jordan, I think you're up first. We like to alternate, so we're going to start with the thing I brought Caitlin, and the reason I brought this to Caitlin is because of the pedigree behind it and the good. And the favorable response uh, other items with this pedigree uh, got from Caitlin. So this is a podcast. Mm-hmm. Back to talking about another podcast. It is called Mogul, The Life and Death of Chris Lighty. This is from Gimlet Media and the Loudspeakers Network. Uh, Gimlet Media are the people who brought us Crime Town. Yep. And the Loudspeakers Network are the people who gave us The Read and Lord, a million other shows featuring giving podcast opportunities to people of color um and the loudspeakers network is kind of owned and operated by the host of mogul a guy named reggie osei who is better known in the podcasting world as combat jack he's had his own podcast for ages i first encountered podcast jack podcast jack (laughs) sure it's your new name (laughs) it's your new name jack um i first heard of combat jack when he made an appearance on a much missed and beloved podcast I used to listen to like five years ago uh, called Hype Men, which was 
hosted by Jensen Karp, who now runs does Get Up on This, and uh, the two Rosenthal brothers, who uh, are known as It's the Real, and now have their own podcast called A Waste of Time. And the thing about Jack is, or Mr. Osei, is he has a history as a lawyer. Mm-hmm. He was an entertainment lawyer, in, and because he loved rap, he chose to service that lane at a time when people in business were not really trying to work that lane. Yes. Um, he was a founding partner in a small New York City law firm, Osei & Woods, uh, where he represented everyone from Jay-Z to Damon Dash to Puffy to DMX. Uh, and then he kind of got out of lawyering, started blogging as Combat Jack and started this podcast and has kind of been Combat Jack and Juan Epstein are kind of like the ground zero hip-hop podcast. Cool. As far as like long-form interview podcast. Um, and he started his whole his whole network. Um, and this seems to have been a very personal project for Osei. Um, it is about is a six-part podcast that the first episode dropped on June 29th. The fifth episode just dropped. So next Friday, the last episode will drop. So this is like super fresh. Super fresh. Story's not that fresh, but the show itself is fresh. So this is all about a guy named Chris Lighty, who if you're a hip-hop fan, you probably knew of in the 80s, late 80s, early 90s as Baby Chris. He was a guy who we can get into his backstory, perhaps, as Kate, if Caitlin chooses to talk about it. But basically, he's a guy who kind of rose up through the ranks as from kind of like a street tough mm-hmm. with a little with his crew, uh, helping out local DJs in New York, to road managing acts, to getting hired by Def Jam yeah. Records at a time when Def Jam Records was kind of flagging um, in success and notoriety. He had a lot to do with boying the sales of, is that even a word? Yeah. Boying the sales of, uh, of Def Jam I think it was, at that time. I'm, I'm going to say it was coming from just listening to it. It was more than boying. He saved them. Basically. Yeah. By going kind of outside the box, but we'll get yeah. to that. Um, and he founded his own management label. He left Def Jam and started his own management label called Violator. I don't know that yet. Did he mention that yet? No. No. Oh. Well, he did. We won't get too far into it. Um, basically, that's where I kind of first heard of him because there was this album that came out in like the early aughts. It was like Q-Tip's first thing post-Tribe. Right. His first solo thing was this song called Vibrant Thing. And it was a flames-ass song. And it appeared on this Violator compilation. And then you looked at who was on it. And it's like, everybody is on this. Everybody who matters at this point in time in rap is on this. Why? Who is this guy? Well, because Chris Lighty was managing everyone. And I don't know if this is a spoiler. They do dedicate a certain amount of um, airtime to this later on. But his big claim to fame and a fascinating story that I remember from a book called The Big Payback, which if you are interested in this story at all, go read The Big Payback. It's written by a guy named Dan Charnas who was on, on this podcast and I think some of his archives played into the production of it. Uh, the big payback was basically about how hip hop became a business right. and how they kind of got in on the business side of things. And one of the legendary stories, the biggest deals ever done was Chris Lighty getting 50 cent and ownership stake in vitamin water right. before Coke bought it. And then Coke bought vitamin water for like $4 billion and Chris Lighty and 50 cent 
were like, woo! Because <laughs> before, it was always just endorsement deals. It was like, yeah, I'll show up in your ad, yeah, take some photos, I'll hold the shit, I'll drink it in a commercial, give me a check for 10 grand, right? be on the way. Chris Lighty gambled and was like, no, we want an ownership in this. We want a stake. Give us like five shares, 5% shares in the company or something like that. I don't know the exact figures. But it hadn't been done before. And it was the first time that it ever done. Chris Lighty was just legendary as a manager, as a no-bullshit artist. He, yeah. Fear, pretty fearless. Um, if he had to go in the worst parts of New York to talk to somebody to try to sign them, mm-hmm. he would do it. He would show up by himself. He'd walk through people's tufts. Uh, but the long story short is the reason this story is worth telling is kind of out of nowhere a few years ago, Chris Lady shoots himself. Yeah. And there's a lot to talk about that today. Um, no note, no nothing. This is not something that happens in the black community. Yeah. It's definitely not something that they talk about in the black community if it does happen. So, again, it's a lot of the hip hop history that. Caitlin has sometimes enjoyed and things like hip hop family tree and the get down from a production team that she enjoyed very much. Uh, when listening to crime town, I don't think this is as good as crime town. I don't think Osei is as good a storyteller. Mm-hmm. And there are definitely some moments where I was like, oh, okay, I don't need to hear about cool Herc, you know, juggling the break beats again, but for, you know, white folks listening to the podcast <laughs> could be their first time encountering that. Um, and I do feel so. You only listen to the first three. Yes. There was no twist yet, or sort of twist. Um, no. There is a twist of sorts well, uh, coming in four. I mean, not really a twist. Anyways, we'll talk about. it. I actually have notes. I very rarely have notes. I just keep it all in the in the iron sieve. <laughs> the iron bank of Bravos. No, the iron the iron sieve. Like just to, leaking. Just leaks all over the leaking place. All over the place. Oh, I can't remember simple names. So that's the gist. Reggio say knew Chris Lighty. They came up together. They met a bunch of times. They worked out deals together. Yeah. He himself was very impacted by Lighty taking his own life kind of out of nowhere. Guy who seemed to be always in control and always have control of a room every time. Whatever room mm-hmm. he walked into, he had control yeah. of it. So this was very baffling to him. So he kind of wanted to tell Chris's story. And there are some things later on that were borderline kind of shoehorned right. for drama, I felt like, but ultimately comes to, you know, if that's what happened, that's what happened, where they found out some shit about the dude while they were researching that, like, oh shit, that never came out before. And it's yeah. about, you know, the person you know versus the person the they are person, at, a, yeah. Yeah, at other times. Anyway, it's not as deep as something like Shit Town. It's not as well produced as Crime, as crime Town. Yeah. Um, but not without its finer points, I think. Anyway, Kate... What'd you think of this? Um, so I found a lot of it really fascinating. Mm. Um, some of it not so much. Like you talked about the the break break beats thing. Yeah. Um, it, now that I, you've given all me the, all the <laughs> you, stuff, I you actually watched the get down. You've read Hip Hop Family Tree. I, I know more, but even then, it was it was an, another viewpoint of it, which I thought was interesting. Um, Chris's story is a window to a huge world. Mm. That's how it's been used, and I think that's really interesting. And it's such a massive world. I didn't know half of these people knew each other, right? Mm. Like, that's what I always loved about rap back then. Is like it seemed so much smaller. Everybody yeah. shouted each other out know, on their songs. Know what it is? It's for me. This is going to sound ridiculous, but it is the um, British 
comedy mm. scene. Like everybody, <laughs> everybody is on everybody's show. Everybody knows each other. They all like cross paths all the time. They talk about, oh, remember that time we did this show? Like everyone knows each other mm. and it has this hominess to it. It makes you feel really good. I would read liner notes as a kid and like yeah. a cassette tape yeah. and there would just be a shout out section. Yeah. And that's half the time how I found out about like other groups because you'd yeah. be reading these liner notes, tiny ass font, reading these liner notes, just be like, Okay, yeah, I know, I know Tribe Called Quest. I know Main Source. I know De La Soul. Yeah. I know Boogie Down Productions. Ooh, I don't know Poor Righteous Teachers. Who is that? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, so the first episode, I, the highlight of that was hearing from his sister. Mm. This is Chris Lady's sister. Um, that was a really, like, humanizing moment. Um, and Talking she about said, riding their bikes and yeah, shit and growing up. She said something really interesting, which was, um, you know, we we did as much as possible to be kids in a place where we weren't supposed to be able to do that. Mm. And he was the oldest and he was always trying to Some Queens. I, I think they're from, I think they're from Queens. Was it Queens or was it, uh, I can't remember it that was part. Red I, jungle brothers type of era. Yeah. yeah. I think that was Queens. Um, but yeah, that was really interesting. Otherwise the first episode was kind of slow going. Mm. It did really, it take, took some time to get some momentum going. I know that they were trying to build, um, and they did some good things in that first episode, but I did find myself drifting off mm. a couple times and being like, wait, what was that? Or who was that? Um, a lot of the people I don't know, I'm sure someone into hip, like even remotely into hip hop would be like, oh my God, this is amazing. I was like, I don't really know who that is. <laughs> anytime, anytime Russell shows up, it's the best. <laughs> yes. Russell Simmons. Um, so anyway, so first episode was okay. Second episode was amazing. That's meeting Red Alert and founding the Violators. And yeah, well, yeah. And like just some of the lines um, from Combat Jack were really good. Like, mm. uh, or just talking about how Lighty was like part of as being a road manager was to like make sure they weren't too high to get on stage. <laughs> and um, he was talking about how sometimes they'd get paid for shows and then the people who paid them would send someone to try and steal. Yeah. yeah. Which she was like, it's, um, it's the hood version of Mad Max or some shit. Like that was just, (laughs) that was funny. Um, and then he, he, I can't remember who he had. I think it was him. He was talking about, um, uh, you know, uh, oh my gosh, what's it called? Hip hop, a hip, a hip, a hip, how he hated hated that song. And it was too clean. Um, I love that. Like, I love LL Cool J. He's actually one of my first crushes. Oh, really? LL Cool J, like way back in early nineties. Like every everyone else, like had the hots for like um, Backstreet. Uh, no, what are they called <laughs> New Kids on the Block. Uh-huh. And I was like, "Who's LL Cool who's, J? Who's that fellow going back to Cali? I I'm would like, like to go with him." I'm like five or six, and I'm <laughs> like, "Who's LL Cool J? Can we watch this video?" Uh, he never makes an appearance. He features heavily throughout. Yes. There's a lot of stories connected to him. But. Um. And the what was really interesting about the the second episode is they had this break in between. Um, you know how we used to have a break, and we were like, if we had a break, this is where we put commercials, <laughs> yeah. um, or we do like, well, yeah. Well, they have an actual like they're sponsored by what is it? Which beer company? Oh, they have a few. Yeah, oh, but but like, oh right, because the whole thing is about like you know something between friends, and they yeah. just like. Talk to one of the producers or somebody so who was the there. second episode. I can't remember who he was talking to, but they were talking about they started talking about Will Smith mm. and how because oh, he was from Philly, yeah, yeah, and how, and how I like how amazing actually Will Smith is. Will was everything in Philly, and, man, and how like he he was the first double time rapper. Mm. Like I didn't know that. 
That was amazing. Just talk. I just want to listen to podcasts where they talk about <laughs> things and I don't know them. And I thought that was cool. And um, yeah, and just anyways just learning about like why will smith was such a big deal and then them laughing about it being like did you think when we started this that you were gonna start talking about <laughs> will smith that like that was funny um and then at the end of the sort of the second episode there's really this idea that lady makes this life decision to change change his life there was someone who was talking to him about whether you want to be this guy or that guy do you want to be the he gets good? he gets courted to work at def jam by this yeah. infamous figure leor cohen yeah um, Lior started as with Lady as a road manager for the Beastie Boys. I think mm-hmm. I think that's how he kind of started. He worked his way up the Def Jam hierarchy. He may have been a VP or the president at this point. Um, Russell might not have been around in the day to day at that point. Um, and he really wanted to bring Chris Lady in. And yes, Chris had this. What the hell was it? He couldn't get into a party or something. Was that thing where he threw a guy into an aquarium or? Yeah. Well, that was a queen. No, he was already working. This was before that. Ah. This was. No, 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 you're right. This is right after that. Um, they'd already been hired, but but it was like Queen Latifah's birthday. Yeah, I don't and, remember who he was with. And they wouldn't, he got cut. They, they weren't on the list. Yeah, and he got he got shanked by a guy, and he got really fucking mad, and he got his, the Violator crew, and they came and like, Lady like threw some guy into a fish tank and exploded. Fuck, fuck the place up. And some guy was like, like I walked in and I could tell this place was a nice place, but now it was all fucked. It looked like a western saloon. Like people were bleeding. There's a fire. <laughs> There's like, like it was that hearing people talk about what was going on it at was that time. Wild man. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, third episode was a lot of fun. I hate to tell anybody who's a really big fan of hip hop. I had no fucking idea who Warren G was. <laughs> hey, that's fair. Uh, I was like, who's Warren G? Like, even when they played the song, I'm like, I don't know this song. Um, Listeners, you might be like, why is Warren G featuring so heavily in, in this yeah. show? That's how Def Jam got saved. Yeah. Was that Chris Lighty basically was like, we brought this guy Warren G on Warren G was both like a rapper and a producer he and he was west coast based and yes. Def Jam was the definitive east coast yeah. label he Death Row which was the definitive west coast label he's Dr. Dre's stepbrother or something he's like yeah, Snoop's yeah, cousin, cousin and yeah. Doc, he's some he's he's some familial relation to both Snoop and yeah. Dre and they and Warren G He's a really interesting character. I really like him. And he's talking about how he was basically getting courted. And, like, they were taking him. And he got, like, rice pilaf. And, and he, when he Never was, had like... rice pilaf before. But when he's, like... And, and I got, like, uh, like roasted shrimps. And he's, like... I mean, I had shrimp before. But this is, like, another level of shrimp. Um, but basically, Death Row didn't sign him. Yeah. He was sitting there. He's Dre's stepbrother and and apparently snoop's cousin and nobody was checking for him he did a couple beats but he was producing like amazing stuff and come up with great like rhymes and but he just sat there and he he talked about yeah i was pretty hurt and then so when lady comes along and is like courting him and ll cool j shows up and like wants to take him out and he was a huge ll cool j fan went to the mall yeah it was just all of that was really interesting, and it's so much bigger than Chris right now, right? It's, mm. it's just talking about the world. What's really interesting is near the end of the third episode, they also talk about sort of the violence of that world, which mm. is um, sort of the head of Death Row. Um, so, uh, I couldn't remember if that was in the third or the fourth, where yeah. he has his uh, 
obviously, if somebody's making money off of something that Suge thinks he should, Suge Knight, the head of Death Row Records. Yeah. Um, if somebody is making money off of something Suge thinks he should be making money off of, or yeah. that he is entitled to, Suge will try to take it. Which, which he did, and Chris Lighty, with the help of a friend who was packing, yeah. um, basically was like, no. Like, you're not, I'm sorry, like, no. Um, which is a big deal, apparently, because Suge was known for being rough and strong-arming people. It was definitely just one of those, like, we might get hurt. Yeah. You're definitely going to get hurt. Yeah. And so Chris Lighty was just, he, and that kind of also bolstered him um, as this figure not to kind of mess with that he stood up to Shug. And he, because he knew if he didn't, it was going to be a big problem, um, a continual problem in the future. Mm. So that's sort of where they left off. And that, all of that is really interesting that even when you quote unquote <clears throat> get out of the ghetto, there is no real getting out of the ghetto, right? Yeah. Violence will follow you, will follow you, and you have to try and separate yourself from it as much as possible. But things sometimes will just stay with you. Um, so yeah, it was all really, really fascinating. Uh, did you listen to any of the midweek bonuses? No, did you see those? I didn't. So throughout, they have done these kind of like five-minute things where like the story was too good, we couldn't fit it in, and it'll usually be. Um, there's one with Warren G telling a story about how his he took his sister. His sister was, lack of a better term, a crackhead. Mm-hmm. Brought her to New York with him on this like, you know, wooing trip. Right. Um, to try and keep an eye on her, she kind of got away from him. She was like hanging out in Times Square. Some guy had her like on drugs type of thing. Chris went and found her. Uh, type of thing. And the, it's basically stories from these other people that they talked to. Uh, Maceo from De La Soul has a story. Fat Joe has this ridiculous story about like <clears throat> his drug dealing days. Yeah. And there is some violence in there. And to be fair, um, I'll say knows he's not talking, you know, combat knows he's not talking to his necessarily his typical audience. Yes. There is ample warning whenever there's going to be some darker, some, some gangster stuff. shit or some violence yeah. that goes down. There will be ample warning if that's coming. Um, and and, I, and also, sorry, just Combat Jack was really interesting. I actually wanted almost like Combat Jack. You're right. He wasn't as good as a story or storyteller or didn't, wasn't even storytelling. But he's kind of more present. Like um, yes. Perlman and Pontier. They let the people. They stepped back a lot. Yes. They weren't really present. They let the people tell the story. This is sort of like a mix of the two yeah. more, more 50-50, um, which wasn't bad. I actually thought it was really fascinating. And it was fascinating that he could draw parallels, even when they were talking about like their kicks and stuff. Like, did you have the Adidas with the white oh, on black? Or, dude, yeah. Oh, no, I had them on the white on white. And they're talking about like the toothpaste <laughs> and how you, if you're going to a friend's house, you couldn't wear something nice because someone would jack it from you. And then once you, you tried to put off using the whitener for as long as possible possible because once you use the whitener it's like everybody knew (laughs) that shit was gonna get fucked up yeah um there's one story i think it comes later on where they're just kind of talking about him as how he carried himself when he like put away like the tims yeah and the leather jackets and stuff and he was like in straight suits hard bottom shoes all the time he went to uh there's a rapper called nori also known as noriega Mm -hmm. from capone noriega he's a podcaster now as well um but he's telling this story (laughs) basically i I don't remember why he was, but he was getting married and like his pants hadn't been hemmed or something. Right. Or ba- basically he had his pants tucked into his socks <laughs> on the day he's getting married and a lady saw that and he was like, oh, hell no. 
<laughs> he like grabbed him and pulled his. <laughs> it's like you are not getting married with your pants and your fucking socks <laughs> type of thing. And he's like, I got you know, I got black family too. I think he's Puerto. I think I think he's Puerto Rican and black. And he's like, the black side of my family was like standing ovation. <laughs> <laughs> he was like making sure I was looking right on the day I got married. Um, yeah, it's the type of thing everybody says about this dude. It's like the lengths he would go to for his artist. Um, made him a really fascinating character. And, and, and even like even going back to the first episode, him, obviously his mom wanted the best for him and made him like go to a white school. Uh, yeah, and he was like, why do I have to go to the white school? Like it's, it's the worst. And she's <laughs> like, because I need... I want to keep you out of that life and yeah. give you an edge. And he's, and she was like, you can't be as good as them. You have to be better. That's the, and he definitely had the story black parents been telling from time. Right. Yeah. And he definitely had, there's something about his brain that could see a bigger picture. Um, this whole thing with Warren G showed that, right. All these people had passed him up and he could see it. He was like, no, this is amazing. He can do amazing things. I don't care if Def Jam doesn't sign West Coast artists. I yeah. don't care if Shug thinks he's got first dibs on him. Like, yeah, he just saw the bigger picture. So, I, yeah, it was really fascinating. Well, like I said, there's going to be three more episodes. The fifth one just dropped. The sixth one comes out on Friday. Yeah. You going to listen to all of them? Yes. All right. What are you giving it? Eight. Eight. It's an eight. That is wherever podcasts are available. It is called Mogul, The Life and Death of Chris Lighty. Check that out. Smooth half hour. Yep. Per episode. You could listen to the entire series in the amount of time it took me to listen to one of the things oh. Caitlin gave me, Uh-oh. which we are going to get into right now. Right now. So <clears throat> I'm just going to flip my page here. I gave Jordan something that I love because it is so, well, it's comf. And it is, it makes me just, as soon as I hear it, I get, I'm just happy. And I'm just like, this can be in the background. I can do some stuff. It's, there's parts that are funny. Um, and that thing is a Prairie Home Companion. And for those of you who don't know, uh, the Prairie Home Companion is a live weekly radio variety show. So it is weekly? Yes. Okay, that's going, it's going to, that, that will influence okay. some things okay. later. Um, it's now hosted by someone named Chris Thile, but when I... For 40 years before <laughs> that. <laughs> sorry. When I got introduced to the show, it was hosted by someone named Garrison Keeler. Your mans. <laughs> Garrison Keeler. Garrison Keeler. Um, the show airs, and has, as far as I know, always aired um, Saturdays, 5 to 7 Central Time. Um, I'm sure if you look it up, you can find out where it's playing. Um, but that's the that's the live the live show going on now. The Garrison Keeler ones, um, if you look at Prairie Home Companion, there you can find old shows. So I gave Jordan basically three he could pick from um, of the old shows hosted by Garrison Keeler from like 2007, and I think one was like 2009. Thirteen, I thought. Maybe 2013. Garrison Keillor stopped hosting in 2016. Um, he created the show in 1974 and hosted it yeah, until 2016. It's a long time to, to host something. And he's known very well for Prairie Home Companion. Um, music is the main feature of the program. 
they do American folk music, um, mostly country, bluegrass, blues, and gospel. Um, but they also have lots of special guests. They have special guests from around the world. They also sometimes go on tours. Um, so they'll go to, like, all over the United States. Um, but one of my favorite parts is they also do skits and dramatic pieces. Specifically, News from Lake Wobegon, which is still something Garrison Keillor actually writes weekly, I think. News from Lake Wobegon mm. still. And Guy Noir, Private Eye, which is a mock of radio plays and the private eye genre or the detective genre, um, as well as they have like fake sponsor ads. Some of my favorite guy shoes comes up a lot. Um, the American Society of Sound Effects Specialists, uh, the American Duct Tape Council, the Professional Organization of English Majors or Poem, um, Rent a Raptor. Like they just have these series of ridiculous sponsors. They do have some real ones as well, uh, but they mix it in and they have, you know, ongoing jokes from week to week. And anyways, it just it it is an old people show. I know that. Uh, but I am an old person, really, on the inside. Not young at heart. I am old at heart. And I love this show. I don't think there's much more I can say. Really, you should just take a listen. They are two hours long, as we spoke about before. Sorry, Jordan. Um, so, I I wanted to give it to you because... Well, A, because you gave me... <laughs> the most important question. Okay. So, you gave me... Something that a podcast, yes, and I've been trying to match it up a little bit, sometimes <laughs> not, um, but it was something else to listen to. Um, the second reason is that it was already on my list, so when I was mm. thinking of things to give you that I'm kind of geeky about, one of them is like old radio plays and radio shows, um, and I love listening to a Prairie Home Companion. It just it just brings out the old white lady in me, um, and I I don't I mean I I kind of know probably what you're gonna say about it, and I kind of don't even care. <laughs> uh, but Jordan, what did you think? Why? <laughs> uh, <laughs> like refresh out the gate. So I don't know what music they start with on every episode. I'm sure it's a piece of classical something. Beethoven. I know it as uh, the backing track to uh, Look at This Face by Handsome Boy Modeling School. So when it started, I was just like, well, I already don't like this because I'm going to be listening to Handsome Boy Modeling School. Bring the drums in. Um. Yeah. Holy Jesus, this is the whitest thing I've ever <laughs> encountered in my life. There was a moment in the, so the second episode, yeah. Wilco was the guest, which is really like the best possible scenario this could have possibly gone for me, okay. like, like Wilco as the musical yeah. guest. And at one point, Keeler's like kind of taking shots about like, oh, wait. first of all, dude is perpetually out of breath on the mic. Um, oh, I love the way Garrison Keeler talks. <laughs> Apparently, Jordan did not like that. So, I had a report from your show last night. It said it was um, very white, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of work boots, a lot of plaid. It's like, bro, are you really taking shots at Wilco's audience? Look out in that theater, <laughs> homeboy. You, I don't think you're going to see much different. I think everybody at the Wilco show went to Prairie Home Companion the next night. Uh, uh, this is very pleased with itself at all uh, times. It uh, thinks it is very clever. I like it a lot. I know you do. It made me real angry. Yeah, apparently he's real angry. Many times. Now, the only thing I'm like, I was like, I need to know if they do this every week. Which is? 
What? Oh, oh, just the show. in general. Oh yeah, the show. Yeah, because that's a lot of fucking shit to pull off every week. Mm-hmm. So I give it begrudging respect for the labor involved <laughs> and all the writing that has to be done every week. Right. Like it's just it was like a window into a world I have no part in a or midwestern american in. world <laughs> like like you you looked at mogul it's like oh the world's so big look at everything that was happening there i was like you can just lock that part of the world up but they can have fun over there i don't need to know like at one point they're in second episode i don't know they're talking to one of the fucking ban- banjo players or something and it's like oh so what song are you going to do for us now <laughs> it's like um i'm gonna do a song by doc watson he's a great songwriter i mean everybody knows doc watson for his for his guitar playing i'm like do they though <laughs> Do they though? <laughs> um, <laughs> Garrison Keeler sounds like Liam Neeson if he wasn't concerned with getting his daughter back at all. <laughs> I always thought he's okay. Remember on he's Home Improvement, his, his voice changes a bunch of times. He's sometimes in a higher yeah. register, but like when he's really getting into like the news from like Wobegon, yeah. he like drops down into like a lower register, and it's yeah. like <laughs> I'm just hearing him going like. I have a certain set of skills, <laughs> and I will find you. Maybe depends. I have to go to my grandmother's house first. I've developed a bit of a cough, and I want to know if she can make me her her patented dry mustard cough remedy. Because this cough, whenever it hits, it just shakes the phlegm loose. This is not an exaggeration, people. Caitlin's not Caitlin's not laughing that hard because she knows it's accurate. Um. But I do respect the work involved to make this thing Mm -hmm. that does not interest me at all. (laughs) But it's a lot of fucking work Mm -hmm. that has to go into this every week. Um, I would be curious to hear (laughs) what Prairie Home Companion hosted and run by a dude under 90 (laughs) sounds like. Gary Keeler, I think, is only in his, like, 80s One of the, like, 2016, one of these post-2016 episodes. Um a lot of grapes of wrath references, a lot of repeating jokes. Like, it's like two, I listened to two episodes from like months apart and it's like, y'all made a grapes of wrath reference in in both. About his, his, when he was a bad boy, he made a joke to to one of his classmates and he said, grapes of poop. (laughs) Grapes of poop, Caitlin. (laughs) Like I just randomly picked episodes. I didn't remember for any reason. You you reading some of the shit that happens on here was funnier to me than listening to it when you rattled off the sponsors. Yeah. The only time I like guffed was like. It wasn't even a guffaw. It was a (laughs) guffaw. They were talking. There was one episode where they were like talking about the difference between St. Paul and Minneapolis maybe. Yeah. And like the Minneapolis portion. It's like these two people, you know reading the paper or whatever and it's like oh they're they're clearly big city you know and it's all this technology is going off and it's like beeping and ultimately the guy has a heart attack and she doesn't know how to like find his medical alert bracelet because there's just so many devices <laughs> this crazy world we live in with all its devices <laughs> and then you go to st paul and it's like ding oh the muffin's done in the microwave there <laughs> like the second they bust out the <laughs> the fargo accent i'm like all right i'm back in for that um but yeah Whew, this was a this was a something not easy to skip through because yep. it, it is half music and it's mm-hmm. like well i don't need to listen to any <laughs> of this um i think pat wilco and patty loveless were the were the guests on the second one which i mean it's fine mm-hmm. if that's your jam um i was wondering like we are here for the detective portion aren't we partially, partially? i think that's probably when i that's fell not in the love primary with it. Okay. No, just the show in general. I just like listening, and I I actually really like 
American folk music. I'm sorry. Um, I used to watch Real Late. Like they used to have uh, festivals that would show on like PBS Real Late at night. Austin City Limits and shit. Yeah, like I would watch those. I loved them. I'm like, I want to go there. That's what it makes me feel like. The show it makes you feel like I want to go there. I want to Man- have a picnic. Mandolins. And I want to have a picnic with mason jars full of food. Listen, and I mean, listen. If I lived on a house with a big field mm-hmm. and a porch. And yeah. nobody ever came to visit me. Sure, maybe five o'clock on a Saturday, we start getting dinner together. Sure, sure. I live in like a two hundred square foot poly pocket uh-huh. in a major Canadian metropolis. Whew. And well, and this is the hottest take. Okay, this is the hottest. What's take. the hottest take? Clearly, this show is a window into like the way America used to be. You yeah. know, good good small town small town values. The real America. If you will. In Trump's America, I can't get down with that. Oh. It's a bridge too far. That's why I can't watch Fallon anymore. Oh, yeah, no, no. I don't, I never felt it. I'm sure, I'm sure you don't, but I'm listening to it and I'm like, ooh, this is some, this is some comfort food for people, for Americans who don't want to reckon with, with the state of their country. To be perfectly honest, it's very much like in the way, it's an escapism thing, right? It's very much uh, the way I watch Murder, She Wrote from the 80s. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, the 80s. You were so fun. Nothing was bad then. We didn't live in perpetual fear of the Russians dropping a bomb on us. Um, But... Not that Canada gets off scot-free. We just had our Canada 150 thing where we talked about, like, woo Canada's great, and let's ignore the cultural genocide we perpetuated on the native population of this country. and spend tons of money on that instead of getting people, like, clean drinking water. Yeah. Wow, it's dark. Stuff like that. But yes, (laughs) It kind of had to go dark, because that's that's what kept sticking in me. I definitely realize that this is escapism, but it is the same way that Tokyo Diner is escapism, right? Like, everything nice turns out in the end, when really, you know... People are probably, you know, it's what it's illegal to be gay in in Japan, <laughs> right? Like, it's that kind of. Everybody loved thing. the first lady pretending not to speak English. Apparently, she's got some weird nationalist type of supporting things in her yeah. backstory. <laughs> the, the, the love affair with uh, Akie Abe lasted about fifteen minutes. Um, that said, to do this for forty years, yeah, I, you can't knock the hustle, right? Like, it's got. I have zero interest in this. Lord, two hours. Um, <laughs> but that's, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming, I don't know how many writers are involved, but I'm assuming he writes most of it probably. And that's like. There are quite a few. That's that's a lot to finagle to do to a two hour show different live every week. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't knock the hustle. I got to respect that. Like, that's pretty incredible. Uh, do we want to talk about the Mighty Wind connection here? Or? I've never seen it. Have you seen it? Um, I have not. Um, well, no, I've seen The Mighty Wind. I There is actually a Prairie Home Companion movie. I saw that. What is that? Um, it, it's, it's a movie, and it's like a, a, a f- how Prairie Home Companion is sort of made, because oh, it's, it's like made live on a stage. Mm. Um, no, but it's not a documentary. It's just like... It's a weird, it's not a documentary style. It's not like A Mighty Wind is or a Best in Show or anything. Um, it's just like the behind the scenes, but it's not real. Mm. If that makes any sense. Yeah. This, I mean, it's got a pass for the level of work involved, but that's like, that's like a five. Okay. Okay. And you know what? I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. It makes you happy. Thank you. I love things that make you happy. Thank you. God, you are warm. Ugh. <laughs> It's clammy, yo. I'm on fire. The nicotine is leaving my body. 
Could it also be why you didn't like the show? It's <laughs> just angry the whole time. Yeah. This would be so much better if I was smoking right now. <laughs> Um, well, as I said, I, I appreciate you giving it a pass for the work involved. I kind of don't care. Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter, doesn't matter to you. And then now that I've rediscovered them, I think I'm just going to be like oh, listening God. to them as I... You can listen to them until you die because there's there so many. 40 years worth of them. Yeah. Uh, what was that site? Prairie Home. Oh. There is a podcast that just takes some of the sketches or skit- skits, I think, because I tried looking that up first because... The only, the only website in existence still using a flash-based audio player, which does not work on an Apple device. Uh, the website is www.prairiehome.org, I believe. There is a Prairie Home it. Companion uh, Highlights podcast, which is very short, runs about three to four minutes per episode. As well, you can get just the news from like Wobegon feed which will just be those segments and those run about 15 to 25 minutes depending yeah so, so check that out 20 if you, minutes if you want much more efficient if you want super white middle america oof, fun oof. and folk music and folk music you want more mandolins in your life it's a place to go i got a place for you and radio radio skits and Radio skits. Yeah. What was the muffins they kept talking about? <laughs> Some sort of muffins were <laughs> were recurring. I can't remember. Recurring. Garrison Keeler liked to sing a lot, too. He liked to sing in that? Kept trying to sing with the guests. Oh, yes. <sighs> Maybe I'll find my daughter. Maybe I won't. Eventually, I will. Depends. That's the news from Lake Wobegon. When the, when the whim, where are the women? You should know uh, this by heart. I don't know about her. The women are strong. The men are all good looking. Something like that, yeah. And I can't remember what else it is. Anyway, we did updates at the front, so I don't think we got shit to talk about. We got two more of these fucking things to do, so let's get the hell out of here. Sounds good. All right. Um, Make sure to listen next episode. It is our first August Watcharama. The return of August Watcharama. You know what? We'll give you the heads up. Yeah. So you can, sorry, $5 patrons, no preview for this one, but hey, we want people to be part of the conversation. So we'll probably decide shortly what we're going to do each week, and we'll get that up on our socials. But for now, on your Netflixes, there's a movie called Okja. Okja! 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 And that is what we watched for next week. So you have ample time to check that out if you want to hear what we thought about it. Um, it will look like a children's movie. If you have children, do not let them watch it. Do not let them watch that it. the only thing we will say about that up top. Get at us for anything you like on our socials, on Twitter at GeekDownPod. Email us, GeekDownPod at gmail.com or on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash GeekDownPod. Thank you so much for listening to us, friends, as you do every week. My name is Jordan Ferguson. And my name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser, and we will be back here next week for the start of August Watcharama and another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. See you next week. You ready for this? Y'all ready for this?